who likes racing? Does anybody like racing? Yeah, I like racing, right? Leave your hands up because I have another question. Okay, who likes running in a race? All right, all the hands go down, right? Nobody likes, nobody likes running anymore except for a couple of you crazy people out there, right? Man, in recent years, the Spartan races have become huge, right? I mean, if you've seen anything with that, I have a friend that, that trains for that. And in order to finish one of those Spartan races, man, you got to be in pretty good shape. There's a lot of training and a lot of effort that goes into that. Now, I, I never have never raced in any of those Spartan races, but I was in the Air Force. Most of you know that. And I had to practice or, or train for my PT test every year. And so isn't it something that the more you train, the better your score is? Hmm, that's kind of weird, isn't it? Right? So one of the last PT tests that I took, I was bound and determined to get a really good score. And it was a couple of years before I retired, so it wasn't right at the end of my career. But I trained. I trained for like two or three months. And I ended up running a mile and a half in 1024. And, and I thought that was, now that's not great. I mean, plenty of people can run it faster than that. But you got to remember, I was in my early 40s at the time. And so I was feeling pretty good about that. But the thing was is that I trained for it. I trained for it. How about you guys? Have you guys ever trained for something? I mean, sports is an easy thing to think of. If you've ever played organized sports, you guys have trained for that. Um, But you know what? Also, like musically, right? Training, practicing, putting in time and effort is what I'm talking about. So maybe some of you musically. uh, I know Joey is a music teacher. He's probably put in countless and countless hours to to train and to practice and stuff to to do what, what he does. Or maybe school. School's another thing. You know, a lot of us uh, have, obviously, you have to study to make it through high school. And then there's many of us that have gone on after that in college and stuff. And a lot of, a lot of training, a lot of practicing, a lot of studying goes into uh, getting a degree. Or even your career, whatever career you're in. You know, I'm, I'm an instructor out at the base in the Air Force. And, and what we do, we do something called OJT, on-the-job training. Maybe many of you have been involved in that before. So... We're all familiar, familiar with training or studying or practicing. But I have another question for you today that's going to kind of set us in motion for our teaching. What about, what about training spiritually? Have you, ever, have you ever thought of that? How do you train spiritually? Or I guess I should say, do you train spiritually? Do you train spiritually the same way that you would in, in maybe uh, these other areas that I'm talking about? with the same effort that you train in other things? And, and, and if you can't say yes, well then, well, then why not? Why not? Why don't we train spiritually the way that we train in other areas of our lives? You know, part of our spiritual training takes place here on Sunday when we come together and, we, you know, we build relationships. We hear God's word, and we get a chance to, to worship him and, and pray, and that's part of it. Some of it also takes place in connection groups, and we're about ready here in a couple of weeks to start up connection groups. You know, we go a little deeper in the Bible, and we build relationships a little closer. So that's spiritual training, and a lot of times individually, that's, that's what most of us do. Individually, we train. Maybe you do a devotion every morning, or maybe it's in the evening. Maybe you do a devotion. Maybe you pray throughout the day maybe during lunch or or what have you. 
And also volunteering was another area that I thought, you know, that really builds us up and trains us spiritually when we volunteer, like in the kids area or, or being a connection group leader or, or something like that. Volunteering is also a good way that we tr- can train ourselves spiritually. Now, the New Testament writer Paul, he has a lot to, to say about training and about running races and this kind of thing. And so what I want to uh, want us to go to is in Philippians chapter 3, starting at verse 12. Now, in the beginning of chapter 3, Paul is talking about his righteousness through Jesus. And, and he says that he, he doesn't do it for himself, that um, he has put his trust and faith in Jesus, and Jesus is creating something new inside of him. But then he goes on to say this. He goes, in verse 12, he goes, I don't mean to say that I have already achieved the things or that I have already reached perfection, but I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ first possessed me. No, dear brothers, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling each one of us. And then he goes on to encourage the readers, uh, the next few verses, to stay true to the faith, to follow his example as he's following Christ. And he, he also says, watch out for those who claim to know Jesus, but they don't act like it. And then he finishes out chapter 3, and this first verse of chapter 4, four one. I want to read, just part of it. He goes, after he says all that, he goes, therefore... Stand firm in the Lord. Stand firm in the Lord. So Paul, he's talking about race. He's talking about training. He's talking about pressing on. And then right there at the end, he says, we need to stand firm in the Lord. Paul encourages us to press on and possess the perfection that is in Jesus. I just think that's a really cool illustration that Paul's giving us. And and when I read that verse, and I was talking with Will a couple weeks ago, and he kind of put an idea in my head. When I was thinking about that, that, that verse, there was a phrase that came to my mind when I read those verses, and it was popular in the 90s in Southern California. Uh, it means to go all out, is what this phrase means. It means to put all your effort into whatever you're doing. It means to, to do something to the fullest. And it also means to be extravagant in whatever you do. So are you ready for it? As, as we go into 2019, here's the phrase. We call this a big idea sometimes. This is the, the big idea for today, and this is the phrase going into 2019. Go big or go home. Go big or go home. That's what we're talking about today. We're talking about going big. We're talking about thinking about 2019 and going big or going home. We're going to make a declaration today. It's a go big year. Gene talked about forgiveness. That could be part of your go big year. It could be something else that you've been thinking of. But, but here's what I want to start us off with. 2019 is going to be full of big prayers, big promises, and big faith. I, I want to make a declaration here today. Let's go ahead and declare this. Say, say this out with me. Okay, we declare, I will pray big prayers in 2019. Oh, that's good. Let's read the second one. In 2019, I will believe the big promises of God. Excellent. Let's do this last one together. 
I will exercise big faith in 2019. I love ending a year and just kind of evaluating where I've been. You know, we used to do resolutions and stuff. I really don't do resolutions anymore. But what I do is I evaluate where I've been and I take a look at it. And then, and then I take a look at the future and see, okay, you know, is there something I want to change or something I want to add to my life? Is there something that I want to do? Because you know, if you don't plan, then you're not going to do anything, right? If you don't plan something, it's just not going to happen. As a group, we've had quite a year. We've had some ups, and that's been awesome. The Hales have come back to us. Ricky and Christy, give it up for them. Now, if, if you're a guest or new here, you didn't see Ricky today, but I didn't know Ricky could sing. Did you? That was awesome. Ricky's got a great voice. That was, that was great. And then Christy is our, our worship leader, the band leader. It was awesome. And in 2018, we got a chance to really move in and, and make this place our own. We finished the Great Wall of Connect. Give it up for that. Yeah, we need a hand clap for that. And Will Garten, he, he, was the, he led the charge all the way through 2018. And, and he had a lot of help. But I tell you what, it was awesome having somebody to be kind of leading the charge week after week after week. And Bozeman, uh, you guys may know this. We've talked about this a little bit. They just moved into their new facility a couple weeks ago now. And so they're enjoying a great 2018. I mean, that was, that was a blessing. And so Gene and I got a chance to be down there, like Gene had made mention, and, and we got a chance to tour yesterday, and it's really, really nice. And we've had a lot of new guests. A lot of you guys are new connectors in 2018, and that's awesome. So there's been so many ups. You know, there's been a couple downs individually. You know, you could probably think of a couple, a couple ups and downs in your individual life. You know, I mean, recently we have Eddie, who's down in Tennessee, not doing so well in the hospital down there. Haven't gotten a recent update in the last couple days. But I just want to take a moment to pray for Eddie right now. Father God, we just pray for Eddie. We lift him up to you, God. Lord, be with him down in Tennessee. We're still believing a miracle. God, we still want you to heal him in Jesus' name. And so I pray that you would heal Eddie. Help him physically as he's dealing with all of these issues and all these things down so far from home. God, be with him, I pray, and be with Kitty, Lord, as, as she has traveled back and is now going to travel back down to Tennessee, God, I just pray that you would be with this whole family, Lord, and we just, we're excited and expectant to see Eddie back here in Great Falls, so bring him back to us, we pray, in Jesus' name, amen, amen. So, Connect Great Falls, at the end of 2018, we're standing on solid ground, it's awesome. Man, I was just talking with a couple guys this morning. We're talking about how to reorganize the kids' area and make another room and stuff like that. 2019 is going to be a dynamic year. It's going to be a go-big year. Big prayers, big promises, and big faith. So in the verses that I read, Paul gives us three things or three keys to going big. Number one, forget the past. He tells us to do that in verse 13. Forgetting the past is what Paul says. And I think that's what many of us need to to do. Forgetting, I looked it up, it means to neglect, to no longer care for, forgotten, or uncared for, forgetting. Let's 
choose to neglect the past, to just kind of forget about it. The bad. Maybe you had failures, hurts in 2018, disappointments, you know, maybe stupid decisions. (laughs) I know I've made my share of stupid decisions. But let's forget that. Let's leave it in the past. You know, maybe there was a sin issue that you, you prayed about and you had victory over, but maybe you got caught in it again and you're just kind of struggling there. Let's pray. Let's get forgiveness and then let's leave it in 2018 and let's move forward as God is leading us. You know, I also want to talk about, that's the bad, leaving the bad behind. But I want to talk about leaving the good behind too. I'm going to talk about leaving the good behind. Maybe you had some awesome achievements in 2018. Maybe at work, maybe you, you, you knocked it out of the park on that one work project, man, and it was awesome. Maybe you had some great volunteer opportunities or great times in ministry reaching out to people and stuff, or maybe other blessings. I'm saying we leave those things in 2018 too. Now, I'm not saying we totally forget those things. Not totally. There's a wrong way to forget our past mistakes and blessings. Because we need to remember some of those things so that we have a repentant heart. We know where we've come from, what God has brought us through. And so that would be the bad, keeping that repentant heart. And we also want to remember to be thankful for God's provisions in our lives and the things that we did achieve, the good that we did achieve. But Paul is telling us here that by leaving those things behind is a good thing. Because when we leave the bad behind, then the enemy can't paralyze us for moving forward. And Gene talked a little bit about that as well, about forgetting the past and forgiving yourself. So don't let the enemy paralyze you. Let's forget those bad things. Let's put them in 2018 and let's move forward for what God has for us in 2019. And then the other thing, the good things, sometimes we can be content or complacent. That's not a good place to be either. And so so Paul is telling us to forget those things as well. Don't get complacent. Don't become content where you're at in your relationship with Jesus. And so what I want to say is just let it go. Don't let the past control your present. Don't let the past control your present and affect your future because that's what will happen if you let the past do this. So we need to forget the past because it'll mess up your present and it'll affect your future. Paul wants God to develop him and use him more and more and more and expand him and challenge him. And I want the same thing for each one of us and for myself included So once again, we need to go big or go home. That's what I'm talking about today. So to go big, number one is we need to forget the past. Number two, we look forward and press on. That's what he tells us to do in verses 13 and 14. He says, look forward and press on. You know, when I read that, I also thought of another couple verses that Paul wrote down in, in the book of Colossians. Colossians verses 2 6 and then the first part of 7 says this. And now, just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to follow him. Okay, that's looking forward. Let your roots grow down deep into him. And that's 
training and learning and serving. And let your lives be built on him. That's our foundation. You know, we follow Jesus together. When we're looking forward and we're pressing on, we follow Jesus together. That's part of what that dinner for eight's all about, is just getting together so that we can share a little bit of each other's lives and move forward. And then we all go in one direction as we're all looking forward to what Jesus has for us, individually and then corporately. We're just looking forward. We're walking with Jesus. We're on mission, helping people reconnect to God because that's why we exist. We exist to help others reconnect to God. Looking forward and pressing on. And then we, we need to look at what Paul has to say in 1 Corinthians chapter 9. Paul was all about this. And I've been in Philippians, then I went to Colossians, now I'm in 1 Corinthians chapter 9. He says this, Do you realize that in a race everyone runs? But only one person gets the prize. And so he's encouraging us, to run so that we'll win. Now, obviously, spiritually, we all get the prize if you've made Jesus your Lord and Savior. But he's challenging us to run this race, this Christian race, as to win the prize. All athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away. Man, if you think about the Olympics, how many years they trained for that. And it's a great accomplishment. I mean, don't get me wrong, but you know what? It's going to fade away. But what do we do? We run for an eternal prize. So I run with purpose in every step. I am not just shadow boxing. I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. Man, isn't that just the visual that I get when I read that? And the illustration that Paul is talking about, about training and running the race with purpose. Man, it's awesome. Many of you know my favorite movie is Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back. And so, you know, last year I showed a clip about hope for the future, and I'm not doing the same message today, but you know what? I found a clip that I can use. So go ahead and hit the lights and run this clip. (laughs) We'll never get it out now. So certain are you. Always with you, what cannot be done. Do you nothing that I say? Master, moving stones around is one thing. This is totally different. No, no different. Only different in your mind. You must unlearn what you have learned. All right, I'll give it a try. No, try not. Do. Or do not. There is no try. I can't. It's too big. Size matters not. Look at me. Judge me by my size, do you? Hmm? Hmm. And where you should not. For my ally is the Force. And the powerful ally it is. What I want to focus on is when Yoda, the wisdom of Yoda, do or do not, there is no try. That's what I want to tell each one of us today. Do or do not, there is no try. Let's determine in our minds that we are going to look forward and we're going to press on today at the end of 2018 for what God has for us. 
Because Yoda relied on the force. We have the Holy Spirit. We can go big with the promises of God. We can believe the promises of God. We can pray those big prayers. We can have big faith because the Holy Spirit resides inside of us. He's going to lead us into 2019 and help us. We're not alone. Luke tried to do it on his own. And then he whined about it. I hate that about Luke. <laughs> and he whined about it and he's pouting and stuff like that. I don't believe it. Yeah, because you're focusing on the wrong thing. A lot of times we focus on ourselves. We need to realize we have the Holy Spirit. We need to look forward and we need to press on into 2019. Go big or go home. So to go big, number one, we need to forget about the past. Number two, we need to look forward and press on. And then finally, number three, we need to stand firm. We need to stand firm. And when Paul wrote this, he was talking about persevering, to persist, to keep one's footing. You know, on the battlefield, a lot of times troops are required to hold their position. Stand firm. Hold your position. I did a little research, and there's plenty of examples I can use, but in 1944, members of the U.S. 101st Airborne were ordered to defend a vital crossroad in Belgium from capture of the German 48th Panzer Corps. They were outnumbered, they were under-equipped, and they were surrounded by the enemy. But those Americans on the 101st Airborne Division, stood firm for seven days until they were relieved by elements of General Patton's army. Man, that's great. And there's so many of these things that we can look at in the U.S. history on what has happened and how people, troops, have stood their ground, standing firm. In 1 Corinthians 15.58, Paul tells us something about standing firm, and I want to read that for you today. It says, so, my dear brothers and sisters, be strong and immovable. Be strong and immovable. Don't stand firm. Don't leave your position. Always work enthusiastically for the Lord, for you know that nothing you do for the Lord is ever useless. And so what's the benefit for standing firm? What, What benefit do we gain? You're probably thinking of a couple right now. What does this do for me? Well, back in Colossians, the rest of that verse that I didn't read, I, w- I want to read that now. And now, and this is verse 6, Just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to follow him. Let your roots grow down into him. Roots are a foundation for a tree, right? So let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on Jesus. Then it says, then your faith will grow strong in truth that you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. Man, who doesn't want to overflow with thankfulness? Who doesn't want to have a strong faith and know the truth? I do. But in order to gain these benefits, there's a few things that we need to understand. And I have just a few statements up here that each one of us, you can write them down, But there's just a few things here that we're going to talk about. Bring up that next slide. I won't waver. That's one thing. That's how we stand firm is, you know what? We make that declaration. We make a proclamation. I'm not going to waver. Next. I won't get distracted. It's really easy to get distracted. And the enemy loves to throw these things in our path. 
to get us off the mark, get us distracted. But if we stand firm, we won't get off the mark. Next, I won't get discouraged. Man, isn't that a tactic of the, of the enemy, discouraging us? Man, we need to let that go too. We need to stand firm and know the promises of God. Exercise this big faith that I'm talking about, going big with our prayers. Next, I won't quit. And then I think I have one more. Go ahead. I will stay focused. If we can determine in our minds to do these things, the Holy Spirit's going to come right alongside of us and help us accomplish these things in our lives. This is how we can stand firm going into 2019 and going big. Hebrews 12, verses 1 and 2 says this, So, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, Let us strip off every weight that slows us down. All of those things were weights that might slow you down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. Each one of us has something that easily trips us up. Let's throw those things off and let us run with endurance. Here he goes again talking about running. Run with endurance the race that God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Man, that's good news for me. It's not all about me. I don't have to do it all. The Holy Spirit comes alongside of me and helps me initiate and perfect my faith along with Jesus. Go big or go home. So in 2019, we're going to go big. We're going to pray big prayers. We're going to believe the big promises of God. And, And maybe you're sitting there thinking, Bob, you know what? God hasn't promised me anything. Well, I think you need to spend a little time in prayer and pray towards that end. God, show me a promise. What, what promise do you have for me? And he'll reveal that to you. And then we need to exercise big faith. Forget the past, look forward, and stand firm. The last verse that I have for you is out of 2 Corinthians. I only have part of it on the screen, but I want to read the whole thing, starting in verse 15. So we have stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. At one time, we thought Christ merely from a human point of view, but how differently do we know him now that we now are in relationship with Jesus? This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone, the new has begun. And all of this is a gift from God, who brought us back to himself through Christ. You see everything that God's done? And he's given, and God has given us this task of reconciling people to him. Here comes our part. For he was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them, and he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. And here's what I want to focus on, and it's on the screen. So we are Christ's ambassadors, God is making his appeal through us, through you, and through me. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. For God made Christ, who never sinned, to be the offering for our sin, so that we could be made right with God through Christ. That's what it's all about. Man, that's a lot in those few verses. But that's what I'm talking about, about 2019. If we forget the past, if we look forward and press on, and if we stand firm in our lives, then we will 
be able to affect the people that are around us. Now, don't get me wrong. We don't save anybody, but we introduce people to Jesus. Jesus, this is whomever. Melinda, Melinda, this is Jesus. You've now met. Now it's the Holy Spirit's job to do the rest. We just make the introduction is all we do. We put people in a place to be introduced to Jesus. And then we might stand by them and, and help them along the way a little bit as we can. But it's God's job to change their heart and the Holy Spirit's job to draw them close. So really, our job's really easy. That's what I'm saying. Our job's really easy. And we are Jesus's ambassadors out in the marketplace and in our families. And when I say that in our families, that's a tough place, isn't it? But God has placed you somewhere for a reason. And so in 2019, let's go big. Maybe there's a family member that you've been praying for for years. Let's go big. Let's believe it in 2019 that that family member will have a change of heart. Through our example, through the Holy Spirit, through relationships. Man, it's crazy when you talk to some people on how they come to know Jesus through circumstances. Let's believe that. Let's have big faith. Let's pray those big prayers and believe those big promises of God. I have a couple next steps that are on the the back side of your connection card if you want to grab those now. It's just one way for us to consider what we're being taught here today and, and to have an action step behind it. It's also in your notes as well. I'm going to begin following Jesus today. That's the first one. We talk about that one every week because that's where it all starts. Knowing Jesus and serving him and deciding that, hey, you know what? I can't do this life on my own. I need Jesus to help me and I need a family around me. Number two, I will forget the past. Maybe that's you. Maybe you have a tough time forgetting the past. If that's you, let's determine today to forget the past. Number three, I will look forward. You know, it's, it's tough to know where you're going if you're always looking behind you. So let's look forward and press on to what God has for us. Maybe you struggle in that area. Let's determine today that you're going to do that. And then finally, I will stand firm. You know, maybe you're wishy-washy sometimes. You know, I think all of us are in, in different areas of our life. We're a little wishy-washy. Let's determine today to stand firm in promises of God and what God has told us in our lives. And let's, let's move forward. Now, we may make mistakes. Don't get me wrong. We're not going to be perfect. But that's where forgiveness comes in, what Gene was talking about. Going into 2019, there's forgiveness too. So we have to remember that. We have to determine to stand firm and go into 2019, going big. But if we get tripped up, there's forgiveness. We just get right back up and we continue on again, standing firm and going for what Jesus has for us. Amen? Let's do it. I'm going to ask the band to come forward. We're going to pray. Father God, I thank you so much for your word. And God, as I was researching this and studying your word, man, Paul has so much to say about going for it, going big, running the race, training hard. God, you want us to train hard spiritually. I mean, we train in all other areas of our lives. We need to train hard spiritually. We need to go for it. We need to pray those big prayers. We need to believe those big promises. We need to exercise big faith 
as we move forward into 2019. Help us do that, I pray. Help us do that, I pray. As we're bowed in his presence, I'm just going to pray a prayer over us. If you need to know or, or receive the gift of Jesus today, this one's for you. I'm just going to pray this over and, and you just pray this with me. Father God, I, I thank you for sending Jesus. I believe that, Jesus, you died for me. You died for me. And now that I, I'm admitting that and I'm believing that, Jesus, I need you to forgive me of my sins. Take those sins away. Man, I want to go big in 2019. And the first thing I need to do is get right with you. So help me do that. I believe Jesus, that you died for me and then you rose again. Create this new creation inside of me that that Paul talked about. He said, all things are new. I'm a new person now because of what you've done. So create in me a new heart. Change me from the inside out. Help me think differently. Guide me as I go into 2019. I thank you so much once again for your sacrifice. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.